Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone out there in internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Uh, not just well, superb, amazing, fantastic, great, spectacular. Uh, Keep going. All the adjectives. Uh, so as as we are recording this, it is the, the night before Thanksgiving. So, you know, weather's dropping, which I love. One of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite holiday, is the next day. So loving mm, that. Mm, mm. Got a nice long weekend off from work. Even better. Ugh. Everything's coming up great. Um, gravy, how are you doing, as they pal? would say. Maybe yeah, gravy. gravy. Say. Everything's coming up gravy. Everything's coming up stuffing. It's all good, man. Mm, uh, I'm doing great, Papa. Uh, all the things that you just said are uh, what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I have to actually cook for the first time um thanksgiving dinner with uh my mom we're gonna we're gonna try and tag team it so hopefully i don't burn a kitchen down that's new um <laughs> so we'll see how that goes um i just i feel the only downside is i feel like there's more people than ever out on the roads at this time yeah. of year like whether it's coming home from work or just you know you got to make a target run or something i just feel like there's more traffic and, and stress out there than than ever tis the season as they say so but it's it's wild to think it's already November um end of the year is here 2023 is upon us um but that end also gets November, me excited. by the way yeah <laughs> 23 days into November <laughs> mm, yeah true and uh you know that means 2023 is gonna have more content for fun uh for us so mm. uh that's uh that's always exciting but thanks thanks for asking yeah things are great things are great good to hear my guy uh Hans how you doing tonight pal I'm good. Uh, you know, when you say like this is one of your favorite days, uh, I this used to be like in my mid twenties, my favorite day. But now, like the thought of like mm. you know, it's it's definitely a big going Staying out, out past eleven, going out to like bars night. Um, that sounds awful to me now. So to any of our younger listeners, I'm hoping you're having fun and being safe. Um, this, I, I just, it's funny how like now I'm, I'd rather just be home and and either like just watching a movie or playing video games and not dealing with <laughs> public. Um, but yeah. It, it, it's just, so funny how just shift to, once I hit 30. Just to clarify, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite days, not the night before. Well, I, I thought you said, I'm, no, you, okay, I apologize. <laughs> I, Hanratty I started reliving his youth. He was super yeah. excited about <laughs> yeah. today. Dude, I, even, I, well, so even I when I was younger, in and I'm sure it was the same with you guys, I was working. It, tonight's a busy night at our oh, former oh, employer. That's so, true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant Thanksgiving as a whole. I apologize. I didn't mean to single out just tonight. But the this before. is a big like in my mid twenties to to you know go out now. I'm like I hit thirty and I'm like it just I'm so happy I'm just home right now. So yeah, but I'm um, I'm excited. I love Appreciate Thanksgiving. It. It's probably Thanks. my favorite holiday. Yeah. This has been fuzzy memories with hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this cold that it, this, this cold is running through me as i'm taking um cold medicine it's just making me loopy where i'm just i'm greg saying things that uh he never said so you better start guzzling that no dose my guy um all right well, i ended up i ended up watching black adam instead <laughs> there you go <laughs> i had did the uh did the hierarchy of the dc universe forever change as yep. I believe, uh, my favorite, my favorite uh, <laughs> property is the DCEU or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately, we're not here to talk about that. You guys ah, have whew. seen the show title. I, I presume uh, the rumors are true. We are here to talk about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the sequel to uh, 
Marvel's Black Panther. Um, so just going to dive right in. Obviously, this is our main topic. So this is going to be spoilerific, uh, as most of our episodes are. So if you haven't seen this, what are you doing? Go out, support your local theater. Go watch this in a nice uh, premium large format. Um, I'm actually Dolby, although, preferably. Yeah, but I think I think by the time this drops, it'll probably only be an IMAX because um, what's what's coming out this weekend? That's, that's strange. Be no, it's that strange world uh, kids movie might like be splitting. taking up some daytime Oh yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Disney. It's thing. still it's still uh, it's still Wakanda forever for sure, and yeah. I, I must say, so just as a disclaimer, so I knew you guys, uh, you guys did go together. I was not mm-hmm. able to go with you guys. So if you saw it in IMAX or Dolby, whatever was available at the time, um, I did not. I saw it in um, a local theater from my house, which uh, was not premium. It wasn't stadium seating, but it had the recliner. Um, at least so it was comfy. It was comfy. So, um, you know, one of the things I might bring up is just, you know, I, I don't know if I got some of the full effect that I probably should have just with timing. I wasn't able to do the the premium um the premium shows but uh but yeah I'm still you know we'll 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 talk about it yeah that's fair I mean you know you you watched it as Ryan Coogler intended on a bootleg on, DVD on, and yeah. your one two three movies. Shrek slash TV player <laughs> Shrek DVD one, slash TV my player. one two three movie streaming through my uh, Nintendo sixty four <laughs> yes <laughs> yikes um uh, all right so man so this is uh this is kind of a a wild movie in a sense because um it i feel like the uh the subject matter um and the themes here were were a bit heavier than your typical marvel fair um this was very uh as big and bombastic as as marvel movies go you know and obviously this uh this had plenty of that in there as well this was also kind of introspective and um, uh, a, a think piece kind of on how people deal with grief differently. Um, it kind of starts off uh, along those lines. There's, you know, the the opening scene um, <clears throat> where we kind of uh, deal with T'Challa's death and uh, uh, Queen Ramonda and Shuri's reactions to that. Um do we get the Marvel Studios logo and then the funeral or the funeral and then the Marvel Studios logo? Uh, the I funeral th- and then the logo. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like okay. with, with so, Chadwick on, on the on, yeah. all over it. Yeah. 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 We get the funeral first. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, you get this beautifully shot uh, funeral. Um, just magnificent, but, but heartbreaking at the same time. And then, they do the Marvel Studios intro, but this time it's all um, shots of Chadwick and Black Panther, uh, as opposed to you know the the typical all the characters of the MCU. So right away they're they're kind of tugging at the heartstrings, and um, you know it's look. I mean, I guess that's the biggest question coming out of uh, real life events. You know, with with chadwick boseman's unfortunate passing how are we going to deal with this so of course you know they kind of want to address it right away in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and even even knowing that hey this this topic was going to be broached and and dealt with um and expecting that it still doesn't really make it any easier on an emotional level uh you know it's still um 
I don't want to say painful to watch, but just sad, you know, thinking about a character and an actor um, that are kind of lost because of, uh, uh, you know, circumstances. Um, so, yeah, you know, we talked about or I, I mentioned themes of the movie and and there's some some very big themes in here, um, you know, dealing with grief, like I mentioned, uh, legacy uh particularly with shuri and um the events that transpire with her family and how she's going to carry the legacy of her family and being a protector of your people as uh, especially as uh your country uh and you know i'm coming from the point of view of both ramanda and shuri and then also uh namor um you know protecting your people and how how your people are going to be seen on the world stage. Uh, because especially with uh, Talo Khan, I mean, Wakanda is still kind of an emerging nation. I mean, uh, I'm rewatching the MCU movies as we go. And um, you know, where, where I'm at in the, the films is actually on civil war. When Wakanda is first seen, you know, they had mentioned it in uh, age of Ultron, but um Right. But anyway, uh, you know, we don't really get Wakanda coming out to the world until Civil War and Black Panther. And some of that is still being dealt with in uh, Wakanda Forever, this film. So, you know, Ramonda and Shuri have to deal with navigating Wakanda through the world stage, as well as um, Namor trying to protect his people from being revealed to the world. Uh, he, he doesn't want any, you know, surface problems. He just wants his kingdom uh, clean and pristine and untouched, which, you know, is completely understandable. Um, <clears throat> there were some, uh, I'd say like the whole cast, I, I don't think there was a disappointing performance in here, but, um, but there were definitely three notable exceptions for me. Uh, for for people that just really stood out, um, two of them uh, were Namor and Mbaku. Uh, Namor, uh, played by Tina Huerta, uh, was just tremendous. Doesn't have a super long um, resume. Uh, yeah, resume. Thank you. And yeah, of course, um, even less so in uh, English speaking films. I think this might be his his debut in. Uh, in America, but um, he was just phenomenal in the role. I could not have asked for, for a better person to, uh, to play the leader of the, the, the Talakun Neil, I think they're called uh, Mbaku tremendous played by Winston Duke. I need to see Winston Duke and more stuff. Um, just so full of personality. Um, phenomenal job uh you know kind of taking what we saw from him and his character in the first movie amplifying it even more doesn't have a ton of screen time in this because there's again a lot going on and this is more focused on shuri it's shuri's story as well as i guess namor's in a in a sense so he's kind of a bit player but he maximizes his minutes whenever he's on screen just tremendous yeah. and then lastly and for me the biggest standout um uh, Angela Bassett as as uh, Queen Ramonda. Oh my goodness. Like she <laughs> every scene that she was in, she just chewed up, man. She gave 
such a great performance and she's on fire yeah absolutely and a lot of people are are kind of you know calling for um awards recognition already which you know we'll we'll see how that goes that's a a tough thing to dive into um and traditionally (laughs) marvel movies and and superhero movies in general don't get a, a ton of love um but don't let that deter you. I mean, she, uh, or sway your opinion. I mean, she, she absolutely knocked it out of the park here. So, you know, whether she gets any awards or not, she gave a tremendous performance um, better. I think than man, I'm trying to think back to, to anyone else in, in recent Marvel movies that stood out this much to me. And I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, she just, she really, really killed it. And uh you know, we'll get into what happens with her character later on, but um, just absolutely tremendous stuff from her. Uh, so those are some of my initial thoughts uh, regarding, you know, the the opening and, and themes and standouts. Um, what do you guys think? What do you what do you have for, uh, you know, kind of the opening salvo of thoughts uh, for this movie? Uh, Hans, how about you? Um, so. One thing that, and I never, I didn't really notice this, like, overall, because this does take place in Phase 4, is the fact that, like, a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, Phase 4 took place, like, not, Phase 4 had to do with, like, grief, if you started, like, I think it, where it started with, did it start with WandaVision or Black Widow? I don't know, but I, but either or, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we get a lot of, um, a lot of loss in Phase 4, and, you know, a lot of uh, up until Black Panther, all of those were part of written scripts, and this was a little different because this was your actual star of your what would have been a Black Panther franchise um, passed away. You know, two years ago, probably right before. I, I don't know when they start filming this, but I'm assuming they had a, a, a script already to go for a Black Panther. They, they were in pre-production. They were working on it because they did have him written in they they initially yeah. planned for his character um because yeah his last appearance was in endgame which was 2019 so i you know it, it's it, it is strange to to see like you know how i mentioned that previous were just stories written in grief and you know I, and i give a huge amount of credit to ryan kugler who i'm pretty i he did write this um who had to deal with a very 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 unfortunate and tragic passing with with chadwick to to rewrite which the sequel to what the biggest marvel movie outside of like an avengers avengers story pretty much um, and like a loved like a beloved character um so you know how it opened up and and i won't you know I, i there's been so many marvel properties since the last time we saw chadwick and and i didn't necessarily like this wasn't a thought in my head where like i didn't forget that he passed away but you're kind of just like you've seen so much, and then you know with the with the hype leading up to Black Panther was who's going to take the mantle? Like who's gonna who's who's gonna? Do, and you kind of like I I, I kind of I, I don't like I said I didn't forget, but you're kind of like brought down to earth where like as as comic book fans and and movie fans like you know we were all saddened by this, and it kind of that opening ten minutes with the funeral like really just like punched you in the gut again. And brought you back to like you're like all right well how did you feel when you like found out like this very very like random news that came through like it was it, very sudden <clears throat> and I think they tackled it very well with 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 the funeral and and, and they had to address that um, I'm surprised I'm really surprised that it opened up with him like actually passing 
and not with the funeral. And I was, I, I kind of, I, I, I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, to, to, for sure, to kind of feel responsible that she couldn't, um, she couldn't save T'Challa was uh, kind of set the rest of the movie up, um, for how she felt. Um, I, I thought the funeral scene was, was, was beautiful. Um, it really gave Chadwick the, the, you know, the just I'm trying to think of the right word, just like the tribute that he deserved for this character because he was phenomenal with it. And outside, and you and you could see in the performances with a lot of people on this, is you can see like they didn't just lose like a character, they lost like a brother, they lost like almost like their own fat, like real life family member. Um, so I'm I'm really glad that they that they I, I want to see the original script because I want to see how different this movie was. Because this movie really does, and Greg, you had said it, it really pushes home the grief, and I want to see like what <clears throat> what the plan was for Black Panther two. Because so what do you it's know? It's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um. So people have asked Ryan Coogler about this, and uh, and I actually I think I was talking with Harry about this one day at lunch, but um. Yeah, you were. Coogler Coogler has said in interviews that um. Namor was always the plan as far as um, being the main antagonist, but uh, the original theme was still grief, but it was about um, T'Challa's grief for having lost time from the blip and coming back. And so, you know, he's coming back five years later to a kingdom that, you know, he even though it wasn't his fault, he left behind and, you know, grieving that loss of time and Coogler, man, I wish I had his exact quote in front of me, but he said something along the lines, very, very poetic of, um, you know, those, <clears throat> unfortunately, those were words that were never destined to be uttered in, in reference to the script that he wrote for that. Mm. Um, so very, very tragic and sad, but it sounds like, you know, it, the script wouldn't have been or the story wouldn't have been drastically different from what we got. It still would have had the same overarching themes. I think it just would have went about them a different way because he would still be in play, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think they, they handled the situation, you know, very, very good overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry to meet for a cough, um, but um, you know, a couple other things. And I agree with you with the standout with, um, with uh angela bassett i thought she was phenomenal um i i've i've i'm on the record of saying i'm not a huge i'm not like the biggest fan of the first movie i don't hate it at all i think i i do will say that it is a good movie um but i don't really think she had a ton of screen time in the first one and i didn't really have that that much to do so i think for her to to kind of step it up like step up with this and be a basically a central character for three-fourths of the movie was 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 great she she handled it really really well and, and it was an amazing performance i don't think it's gonna go like academy awards I, I don't because um outside of a few movies uh it's very rare to see and only one to come to mind and i won't utter that name that where a movie the superhero movie's been the dark knight nominated for uh for any awards um but i uh i i agree with that um winston duke he he cracks me up because he just like he he's supposed to in the first one he's more of a for the first half of the movie he's a very like serious character for the first movie and then he like actually has some comedic like really good comedic timing 
And I think a lot of that, like he, he kind of has a lot more to do in this one than the first one. Um, so I liked seeing him back. Um, you know, we'll talk about a little bit where his character is towards the end of this. It's kind of unwritten or whatever mm -hmm. the, the plan is. Um, and at Tanook, Huerta, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, as Namor, he, he, he did great. Um, I, you know, that's, I, I agree with all your points. Um, you know, we'll, we'll dig into a little bit of how I, how I think Namor might've been handled a little bit. Um, I thought his performance was great. I had a little bit, little bit of a, uh, of a, I guess a, an issue with the, uh, his kind of character, but you know, we'll, once we cross that bridge, we'll get there. Um, a couple other things. And, and, and I, I think you guys might agree as, as beautiful was the tribute and to, to Chadwick and there's a lot going on in this movie. It's a long movie. So disclaimer for everyone listening, you need to, you need to shovel out about three hours of your time just to go <laughs> no see this previous. movie. Um, which is why I wasn't able to like fit it into like the premium shows. Cause I'm like, well, if I go to an eight o'clock, I'm probably not getting home till 1130 at night. So, um, um, which is miserable to me. So, um, yeah, but I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll jump into details more specific on a couple other things, but you know, my, my initial thoughts were, I, 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 the, the biggest question going in outside of like, you know, who was going to take over black Panther was how are they going to handle Chadwick Boseman's death? I think they did great. They, they, did it with with a, a lot of honor to his role. Um, so I'm glad that they uh, I'm glad that they didn't shy away from it and really just basically like hit it hard. Where it's from the beginning, you know that they're gonna like T'Challa is definitely gonna be missing from this movie. So, Harry, what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was really. I was really with you hands on the, uh, on your beginning points about uh, the tone and you know, how I, I kind of was kind of numb to like, I guess the, to it when, when it started, because like hands was saying, I mean, it, it was kind of something where it was like, Oh, like, you know, when, when Chadwick Boseman first passed, it was, it was pretty devastating. And it was, you know, it was like, what a loss, um, you know, not just, you know, for, you know, moviegoers and, you know, people who like to watch his movies, but obviously, you know, being so young, you know, having to, you know, deal with, uh, you know, the issues he was going through so privately. Um, and it was just like, it kind of like brought back, I don't want to say all of those emotions, but like, I just felt like I was, I was kind of caught off guard and just kind of numb to it in a way where, you know, they start off with the funeral and then, you know, obviously the Marvel, you know, letters come up and it's all Chadwick Boseman and it's, you know, pure silence to it um and you know it just starts off so so sad i mean for lack of a better word um and then you jump right into the movie you know um so i and you know obviously as it gets to the end there's obviously a couple more uh, nods to to chadwick there and uh you know to to t'challa's his character um and so i kind of struggled with the tone on the first viewing on the second viewing i kind of you know was able to take it in a little bit more and I'll ask you guys this question because I'm not usually a trailer watcher. And I know Hanratty had brought it up as well in regards to all the things that are happening. But like, I feel as though I'm going into these Marvel movies now and I really need to either watch the last piece of content that like leads up to this, you know, whatever it might be, you know, talking about Dr. Strange, you watch WandaVision, um, you know, watching Thor Love and Thunder, watch, you know, um, Ragnarok or something. Um, but I feel like there's a lot, of, and 
I feel like the pace and maybe it's something just getting old. Um, but like, I feel like avoiding the trailers for me and going in as blind as I can, like also almost as like a disservice because there's so many like characters either being introduced or, you know, revisited. Um, you know, I mean, Lupita Nyong'o is one of our greatest actors and uh, actors and she's like a one eighth character in this movie. And it's just like, you have all, you have this depth of a roster that you have to get, you know, time to with, you know, the introduction of Riri Williams, you know, we're revisiting um, what's uh, what's his face's uh, character, uh, Martin, Martin Freeman, Ross, Ross. Ever, Ross. 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 Yeah. you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is showing up and it's just, you know, uh, Michaela Cole is in this movie and, you know, she's on May I Destroy You. Um, and it's like, you know, I've only heard good things about her, but she's only in like the movie for like a quick 10 minutes at most. Um, so like, am I, should I like, what would you say, I guess for the listeners, like, should we be, I mean, and obviously people probably have already seen it, but like for future reference, what do you guys think? Is it better to go in? Like, you know, seeing the trailers, getting hyped, watching the last black Panther movie, um, Papa, what about, what about you? Or do you think it's best to try and go in blind a little bit or, you know, with, with expectations of trying to avoid spoilers? Um, so I don't know that I have a straight answer for you. I will say, um, I had a friend post on, on Facebook. Yeah. I had a friend post on Facebook who, um, he asked if he needed to see the first black Panther movie in order to watch this because he's a huge, he's a huge Namor fan and, and wanted to, uh, to check him out in this. And, my response was not really look uh, obviously if you see the first movie you're gonna get more out of this uh context wise but you can go into this as a standalone film um it's just not gonna hit quite as hard uh as far as watching stuff leading up to it you know i guess it would be the same answer it's you can go in completely cold to this but just don't expect to get as much out of it i was trying to to watch uh i started my my mcu rewatch um in order to hopefully be prepped in time for black panther i wanted to at least get up to the the first black panther film and rewatch that it's just it's a lot of movies (laughs) so i wasn't able to accomplish that um but at the same time you know i uh, having seen all of those in the past i don't feel like i missed out on anything tremendously i still had the context going in um trailers just a quick note and I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up so i don't know about the marvel movies in general but um the trailers for these uh or this movie in particular they were phenomenal um yeah the first one was the, really good the first trailer i probably and and if a trailer for a movie pops and i really like the trailer I'll watch it three, maybe four times. The first trailer that dropped for this, I probably watched like 15 times. And the second trailer that dropped, I probably watched 30 times. I absolutely love that trailer. I love the pacing in it. I love the music, love the way it was set up, love the shots. Like everything was just beautiful with the exception of one thing. And that was the end when we see a female Black Panther. And I was like, ah, they gave it away because you could kind of like there still was a bit of mystery in the air about who would be res- assuming the role of Black Panther. We knew there would be somebody because in the first trailer we saw a back shot, um, but it had gold accents on the costume, which was similar to Killmonger's Black 
Panther costume. Mm. So there was kind of some speculation about, well, who could be Black Panther in this movie? Um, but in that second trailer at the very end, and it was my only qualm with the trailer, they kind of dropped the ball there and, and spoiled it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Marvel movies and Star Wars movies, for that matter, um, tend not to give away too much in the trailers because they want people to be genuinely surprised. Um, it was the same thing with, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, look at they they go to the lengths of like editing stuff out of shots in the trailers just yeah, so you're not spoiled. Doesn't doesn't always mean it's going to work. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think. I think watching the trailers would probably be beneficial just so you have some semblance of what to expect. Uh, Cause it's not, again, you know, the, the black Panther shot uh, being an exception. Yeah. Typically these aren't going to ruin the yeah. movie for you. Cause you're getting I, shots from like the first 15, yeah. 20 minutes of the movie. So, and I feel as though there's definitely a, a big uh, factor of, having like comic book knowledge for it you know what i mean yeah where it's like i don't have that so like for you guys you know with the more it's like okay you know like i I know what his deal is for the most part um you know uh and makes sense in regards to that hands what uh what about you for it what do you think all right so there's Um, two examples there's two examples that i think about when i come to like and and uh, and i'll use like different companies i guess like greg you would mention is they Mm -hmm. edit their trailers and one of the best trailers i've seen marvel put out was Whatever trailer it was for Infinity War was, I don't know if it was the first, if it was the teaser or the full length one, full length trailer, is where they're in Wakanda and they have all the Avengers lined up running towards like in the battle, like where you have like Hulk. I think it's like mm-hmm. I think I like Iron Man might have been in it. That shot and that shot was phenomenal. That shot's not in the movie. Yeah. Um, and and you know, there's a lot of there's a few other things that like I know you could tell like they edit some things out. Marvel does a, a pretty good job now. Greg, I agree with the the second trailer for Black Panther. They did they I you kind of at that point, once you see a female Black Panther, you're like, it's gonna be one of three people, but more heavily it's gonna be you're thinking Shuri before anyone else. So yeah. I, I thought it could either be Shuri, um Lupita Nyango's character. I cannot I, I never remember her name. Yes. Nikia and our uh, Okoye for some reason. Like maybe she was a, a black yeah. person. I don't know. They ruined that. It's right when she drops in in front of um, Mbaku. Um, and you're like, okay, well, it's narrowed it down. It's not It's not Ramonda. Uh, <clears throat> the other yeah. example I'm going to go to another company of, and we talked about them a little bit, was the DCEU, who doesn't care about spoiling their movies. Look at Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, where in their trailer they revealed in a Batman verse 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 for listeners verse means against each other versus versus whatever. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> There's a V there. So it's versus um, Batman verse versus Superman Dawn of Justice, where right. you're revealed that a they're done fighting and they're done. And they team up B they're fighting doomsday. C Wonder Woman's in the friggin' movie. So those were three where I think they would have been awesome scenes that, you know, they were ruined in a trailer. Um, mm. I, I think Harry, like, did you see the Quantum Mania trailer? Uh, I purposely ignored it each time that it's been on. So that, I, and Greg, you've seen it, right? I have, yeah. I don't think there's anything in that trailer that gives away anything. Maybe a cameo, yeah. 
But it kind of lets you know what's going to happen. Like, hey, they're going to end up the not even that. Like, let, they're kind of just like, yep, going to the quantum realm. And yeah, there's yeah. yeah, there's nothing that was shown in that trailer that hasn't already been known. Yeah, and for, definitely nothing that's like spoilers. So. Right. Yeah. So like, I, and that's one I wanted to see like on the big screen because I think that trailer is, is absolutely phenomenal. But I, I don't think I, I think Harry with Marvel movies and trailers, like I don't think they spoil too much. They might spoil some like cool shots that end up in the movie right. or the final in the final film. But but did you did you feel like it would have maybe helped you to like or did you still feel like lost like if you didn't see Black Panther? Um, I guess before seeing this, I I, I don't know. Like I you, mm. you kind of like the trailer. I knew like just because just being a, a comic book fan and a movie fan in general, like the movie was probably going to primarily focus on on T'Challa's death, and. Yeah. And there's going to have to be a new Black Panther. Like the movie's called Black Panther. So yeah. I kind of like had a feeling like I didn't need to see a trailer to know what was going on. But right. I, I mean, I, I I still think that first trailer, the music in that first trailer is is incredible. I'm um, even yeah. the second one, too. Like, that's the good thing. Like Ryan Coogler, like he, he picked some good music for for these movies, even like Creed, too. Um, it, it, it's really phenomenal. But um, no, I mean, I don't think trailers kind of. Trailers might have spoiled one or two. Like the big one was Shuri being Black Panther, but yeah, I, mean, I don't think I needed to. Like, I don't think they took anything away. Like, if I if I didn't see them, I would go into the movie yeah. and kind of be all right. I yeah, I think it's interesting for me because it's um like I think I'm just going to be watching these Marvel movies twice when they come out. Like from this point on, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just you know, maybe it's just me. It's, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I need. Well, that's that's a good uh, a good point that you bring up because. Like for me, being being such a huge comic fan and and like wanting to see these characters and stuff, I feel like I go in and most of the time with these movies, I kind of get overhyped about them. And it's like, oh, man, that was great, blah, blah, blah. And like once I remove uh, myself from that with time um, and, and reflect on it and think back, it's like, hmm, okay, so was that as good as I thought it was? Was yeah. it was it not? Was it better than I thought it was? Um, I don't know. And and a second rewatch definitely would help me. Like, I feel like I, I just I don't have that same opportunity to go quite as often um, because of, of my life. But uh, but I, I totally think you're in the right boat there. Like, I feel mm. like that's absolutely beneficial to to yeah. gauging these because you always get that spectacle with every one of these movies. But it's like, yeah, OK, so beyond that stuff does this hold up is this one of the the top half marvel movies yeah facts yeah like i i think i saw the first avengers in theaters maybe four or five times now i don't have like and like you know like i don't have the like greg you had said the time to go multiple times like i would i think i saw like avatar in theaters like six times not including the one that i we just saw humble right the re-release i know like <laughs> i would see movies like i saw iron man i think like five or six um but you know i i whenever they like get released on disney plus or wherever i try and watch them right away just because you know I, like i'll probably watch wakanda forever when it comes out like the day it comes out or like, that week on on disney but it's you know yeah. it, i at least have that like two three months to like kind of reflect on it and watch it again and maybe i'll either appreciate it more and be like or or say something like, oh, the first time I saw it, I'm like, what was this? Like, did I really like? I'll listen to this episode and be like, did I really think this was good? Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, just, I mean, I agree with a lot of you guys' takes on, uh, on the actors, um, in the film, you know, Angela Bassett. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's not a bad person to turn to, uh, when you, when you have a hole to fill, you know, with the, you know, personality or the passion, um, you know, and the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Um, I know we'll touch more on it, you know, as we dive into the movie a little bit more, but obviously there's another funeral scene in there, which again, for the tone for me, the first time was kind of like a little jarring where it's like, Oh wow, more loss, more grief. Um, wow. Awesome. Um, and uh, I was going to say loved M'Baku. I, I liked him playing kind of a, a guide for Shuri in a way and kind of, you know, using, you know, T'Challa as, as a crutch, you know, when discussing with her sometimes and her mother as well. Um, but also bringing the humor, you know, because um, I think he kind of did pick that up in the second half of Black Panther um, as, you know, he starts to grow on you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of things I agree with you guys. Um I was going to say one more thing about the uh, the tone in regards to it with my first viewing, but I'll circle back on that later. So, Papa, do you want to do you want to take us through some other uh, highlight points for the movie for you? Yeah. So something that hands brought up was the runtime of the movie. And mm. I, I totally agree. I, I felt that this movie was over long. Um, you know, you ask, well, yeah, there's a lot going on. What could have been cut? Um I really question if Riri Williams was needed in this. Um, I don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed uh, her character and I thought she's a, she's a good addition to the MCU. I'm happy um, and looking forward to seeing her series. I think that's going to be awesome, but was it necessary to this movie? Was there anything that could have just been, uh, cut out and and added in with just you know generic scientist being the one to to create that right. vibranium tracking did it have to be re re specifically or you know do the do the mj thing like in uh in spider-man where it's like we we have this you know actress who we're using who's a scientist and it's like what's your name you know, and, and, you know, reveal it later on in the end, or maybe they don't, you know, get to it until later, midway through the movie. Um, and it's right. like, oh, Riri Williams. Oh, that's well, who. Okay. Interesting. It's just like, there's a lot tied in with her character that just is kind of unnecessary to the movie. Like, yeah, sure. You have the plot device of her being the one that created the vibranium tracker or whatever. And then that goes on to, you know, her them them trying to rescue her before Talakan gets to her that whole chase sequence and, just, and it's just it's a lot of time and effort that could have been avoided um i guess maybe i wonder if maybe that decision was because they felt if they just gave her her own series right off the bat kind of like we'll say ms marvel maybe it wouldn't have succeeded or hit as hard as introducing her first to the audience through like a legacy character movie like this. Um, I don't know. That's just me kind of spitballing, but I, overall I don't feel she was necessary and that it definitely contributed to the movie being long. Um, same thing, the stuff with uh, um, Val, um, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character um, mm -hmm. and Everett Ross's apparent boss and uh ex-wife yeah <laughs> which is interesting um you know like her involvement in the movie i get it they're trying to 
create an overarching plot through the MCU. And I'm sure this is going to tie into Thunderbolt somehow. Um, so there's all this stuff, but it's like, again, I just, I don't know. It, it, she, it felt like she was kind of thrown in um, just to advance the overall story of the MCU and not necessarily because it benefited this movie. So again, was it necessary to this? I don't think so. Like if you, if you asked Ryan Coogler, if you got him down and, and sat him down in a room and it, look, it's just me and you, man, tell me the truth. Did you write this script with Val in it? Or did Feige tell you to put Val in it? Right. <laughs> he's probably, he's probably not saying, yeah, I, I wrote the part for Val, you know? Um, but we'll never, we'll never hear that. And he would never admit to it, but you know, we know that that type of stuff has happened in the past. Uh, the biggest example that, always comes to mind is Avengers age of Ultron. Um, you know, Feige kind of uh, enforced um, Whedon to, to put in the scenes where Thor goes away and has his little vision quest in the cave. And we see the infinity stones and all that stuff. Like the, none of that was in the original script. So we know it happens yeah. and I'm sure it happens here. And again, circling back to my main point, unnecessary just makes the movie longer. So Anyway, that's that's my thoughts on the the length of the movie. I think there was definitely some fat that could have been cut. Not bad stuff, just doesn't just not necessary to this story being told. Yeah, so they didn't they didn't use Ross like bare like I I liked his character in the first one and I like his banter with the Wakandans, but he wasn't important to this movie. You could he could whatever they were looking for could have been kind of like a phone call or like something where like I feel like he didn't really do much to the story only to put Val in there and Val like she did not need to be in this like that's like 10 minutes of screen time where it was just like Everett Ross being like someone tell me what's going on like I don't know what like it just him being confused the whole time which... well I'll just dis- I'll disagree with you on Ross because he was in Civil War which was the introduction to Ch- to T'Challa and he was in Black Panther and he had, you know, some major moments in there. Um, so I think with him having dealt with T'Challa and Wakanda previously, it makes sense that he's the inside man um, in the U.S. government for Wakanda. He's their kind of relay and they have like a quid pro, a quid pro quo um, relationship where they're kind of sharing intel and, and, you know, just making sure that both countries stay within the line so yeah it, it, to I guess, me it made sense that he was in this i guess i wanted him to do more it, instead of like his scenes with val i just seemed like mm-hmm. it see to me it seemed like his character was pointless like yes he was trying to keep that civility between wakanda and, and basically the rest of the world for the most part but like like val val was only in this movie to just and you said to progress somewhat the mcu in some way where it's just like hey i'm here i had two other three other appearances in TV shows like or one movie like here I am like don't mm-hmm. forget about me and you know we'll we'll revisit her back and probably in Thunderbolts um Riri Riri Williams I agree I I think she was in this movie too much um I what I would have done is taken her out or maybe put her like I thought Lake Bell in the beginning of this movie was going to be like have a bigger role which Lake Bell she's an okay actress she's not like you know not going to bring money in uh, for the MCU, but they introduced her and I'm like, all right, she could have been the scientist that made the vibranium detector there. Right. Bam. 
She's a generic yeah. scientist, just like the one doctor in Age of Ultron who was able to control the Mind Stone. And right, like, bam, Hello you got show. a generic scientist. All, all done. You don't need to bring another MCU character in to overcrowd the movie. Do I agree? Yes, it's probably because there's going to be more eyes on this on this movie than people that are looking at an Ironheart trailer or something or or looking for information. So people who are going to see this movie are going to see the trailer for Ironheart now and be like, oh, that's the girl from Black Panther. So smart move to put her in there, I guess, from a marketing standpoint when Ironheart comes out. Um, but I think you could have given her role to a generic scientist and we could have been a okay. And, and, and this movie wouldn't skip the beat. Um, mm -hmm. There was some other stuff that I just think I like, and those were the two main things that I think would cut. We could, kind of cut out and make this a 215 maybe um it just like I, I i felt the second act of this movie was extremely slow and it got to a point where i was like i didn't fall asleep but oh. it just nothing was happening except that bridge fight the bridge fight was the best part of this movie i think for me um but yeah. best part or one fight? of the best parts okay all right i'd say yeah yeah, it wasn't it wasn't when they go to Talacon or the underwater city, I'll tell you that. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um Harry, <laughs> what about you? Stop the hate. You want to talk about the runtime? Um You sat you sat through it twice, so I feel like yeah. <laughs> I, I need your opinion on this. Yeah, no, I mean, um I definitely think there's some things that could have like I don't disagree with some of the stuff we've mentioned about the re re Williams stuff. And I think Lake Bell was actually supposed to play a bigger character. Um, I think from what I heard, but it just either didn't work out with where they were going to go with that character or the story. And so they just kind of off there in the first five minutes. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, it's actually funny. I think Greg mentioned civil war, um, earlier, and this has a lot of civil war vibes to me, you know, the introduction of a new character, you know, black Panther and civil war, um, Namor in, in this one, um, having a young kid genius in spider-man um in civil war introduction but also in this having riri williams mm. so there was a lot of similarities to me um you know that i was thinking about in regards to that um i mean i could have done without the riri williams stuff just because i think tonally it's your typical marvel kid genius smart mouth smarter than you know um than everybody else who you know she's helping and had very much you know female spider-man to me um, the Iron Man stuff, like with the, she even had a, uh, or, you know, sorry, um, Shuri's guide was even playing kind of like a semi Jarvis there. Um, and it just like, that's the stuff that like, you know, I guess people like, but to me, I just look at it as like cheap and easy, um, you know, uh, to resolve some things. Um, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I get it. You know, there's, there's the, the best parts of this movie to me are the stuff where it's like. Hey, what is Marvel trying to set up? And this part, you know, for me, when you guys are mentioning the Val and Everett Ross stuff, like I kind of enjoy that because I like to see what the bigger picture is and the thread through this. And, you know, the thread for me is either Val's going to go rogue or the American government's going to be the big bad um, in regards to this. So um, hopefully that's where it's leading because that's what it kind of seemed like um, based off of, you know, uh, the Val's character and how she would love, love, she dreams about having vibranium uh so um but yeah the the worst parts about this movie to me is when it's got to shoehorn in um you know some of the other characters or do the introduction of Ironheart, 
you know, but hey, when the Iron Heart show comes out, I mean, you know, listen, for all the love I, I have for She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, you know, not many people watch those shows. So, um, you know, maybe this is a way to kind of help, you know, tie that in there for for subscribers. So I actually, I actually cannot wait as much as I didn't want Riri in this. I cannot wait for Ironheart. I oh, really interesting. can't. Um, you know, with some of the casting um, with Sasha Baron Cohen will be in this. Will be an Ironheart, um, dude. You just want Mephisto. <laughs> you know, you know, know who he's playing. <laughs> That's the rumor. Uh, one last note on Riri Williams, um, uh, and then I'll, I'm going to move on. But um, I found this very interesting. I saw this note either on Reddit or on a Facebook thread. I don't remember, but um, Iron Man two, 2010. He's at the. Uh, uh, Tony Stark is at the Senate meeting and said, and they ask him, you know, how long uh, until our enemies have this technology? And he said, you know, 10, 15 years. Guess what? 12 years later. And finally his work is duplicated. So, you know, whether that is strange serendipity or it was planned because who knows with Marvel, I don't know, but it is interesting that it, it falls in that, that time frame that he yeah. set forth. Fog- um, Foggy was working on this plan when he was working on X-Men. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, as far as this movie goes uh, it, with cinematography, I just, I thought it was absolutely gorgeous, especially the, um, the shots uh, in, I think it was Mexico. Um or with the Mayan civilization that Wherever that eventually becomes that, yeah. Talokan. Yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the, the Wakanda stuff was great as usual um, when they were in uh, Haiti or Haiti, as they pronounced it. Uh, also tremendous, uh, just really, really gorgeous stuff. Um, the cinematographer was Autumn Durald Arkapal. Uh, she worked on Loki, but... <laughs> And hmm. some other stuff, but nothing else that I had heard of. But she was the main cinematographer on on Loki and um, trusted Marvel hand. Yeah, yeah. I guess they brought her on for here, and man, she's got an eye. So please give Autumn more work. Um, there was uh, an interesting thing that kind of stood out for me, and that was um, when Namor was taking Shuri in, on a little tour of Talokan, and they mm-hmm. were talking underwater. Um, <laughs> more so no more uh because I, I think sure he had you know her, her breathing mask on or whatever yeah, did that jet giant mech suit oh yeah yeah that's right did uh did that stand out for anyone else no more being able to talk underwater did that bother anyone or the one scene when he's rallying up talicon the the mm-hmm. soldiers and he's like you see the vibration come out i only thought i only like i, I was like he's speaking very clear like if I'm trying to have a conversation with you underwater, it's basically going to sound like we're like adults in Charlie Brown, where it's He's like got a many whoa, years whoa, whoa. of training. Whoa, 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 whoa. And right. it's I just assume it was like vibrations or something where like he like I guess he's he could he's he could scream underwater. He's loud, so maybe that's just like they could. I don't, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Like not even accounting for the oxygen that you would need to project your voice, but like because you know whatever they're fish people maybe they maybe that's some weird mutation that they have but like it's just that's not how sound travels underwater so it doesn't i don't know it just it it didn't make sense to me and the first time he did it i was like oh 
that's interesting because I think in Aquaman when they did that every time I could be wrong, but I think every time they were in like an oxygen bubble or something. And and so mm. they they spoke during I, I don't remember Aquaman that uh, well, but I, I swear that's that's what happened. Aquaman I, Aquaman walks to this mood could run. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I Greg, that thought did come to my mind when he was yelling because I'm like, it's mm-hmm. very clear. But I only thought maybe it was just like, I, I don't know. Again, I mean, a, look, I, yeah, people. yeah, it's I, it's a comic movie. I suspend my disbelief yeah, anyway, it, but like it just that first time it was a little jarring. Like, mm. that's not how science works. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just a little thing. Um, I wished we had some more characterization with uh, Namor's um, generals, Atuma and Namora, uh, just kind of mute uh for the most part bad guys who um i mean they had a few lines here and there but nothing significant yeah. and you know they were basically just lieutenants so that the dormalage would have somebody to fight you know um it's it's just i don't know it was disappointing it's like they, why introduce named characters if you're not going to do anything with them they were the equivalent to the dark order from um infinity war like they 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 were only there, like they didn't add anything to Infinity War, really. They were just like generals, and that's yeah. how I kind of saw it. Yeah, it's just you know, it's a shame. I wish we would have gotten a little more there. Um, yeah, I agree. Along those lines, uh, you know, what's what's in a name? Um, Namor's name uh, was interesting. I like how they provided an explanation for that, even if that's not really like in the comics. Namor is just name on get, um, get, that's, your, get that's, your glasses up Hold well on. no that's namor is his name as it's he not, as he adjusts his glasses and fixes there's, Hold on a second, there's not uh well no there's that that's just the name that he was given his first name it's yeah. not uh representative of a nickname or, or anything like that and there's there's not any spanish um language correlation so given the connections to um the the aztecs or the mayans here um I like what they did and how they introduced it, but then you have Namora and it's like, okay, so how did she get her name? Like there's this whole backstory to Namor's name and her name is Namora. Why is that? Is there any relation? Like, did she also have a similar situation? It just, it doesn't make any sense. So again, you know, more backstory there would have been nice. Um, I also didn't like changing the name of, the Atlanteans to the Talokanil or the um or the name of the city from Atlantis to Talokan. Um I get it, you know, maybe they wanted to differentiate themselves from DC because DC beat them to the punch with Aquaman. They have Atlantis and also I guess it makes sense in again regards to to connecting that uh that Latino uh culture but I just I felt it was unnecessary and it's like so many people know that this is Atlantis just call it Atlantis man like you don't need to differentiate it and make it its own thing like you can still do all the changes that you had and I love that I love that they 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 made it more diverse and and that they connected it to you know real world cultures and stuff like that's all fantastic you don't need to change the name just keep the name Atlantis, you know, I, I don't know. So I, I thought that was kind of uh dumb. Um, any thoughts on, on the naming dumb. conventions here, boys? 
Yeah. I, I like when they pronounce Cuckoo Kong. Cuckoo. They call him Cuckoo Khan. The feathered serpent god. Um I, I love I, I, that's, that's such a, a goofy name. Like Cuckoo Khan. Um yeah, I don't I'm not like too well versed in Namor history in the comic books, so if they want to name him Pete, then that you know that's that's fine. Pete the Summer. Namor McKenzie is his Namor name. McKenzie, yeah. Um that works for me. Um I just you know, I like Cuckoo, the Cuckoo Khan. That's uh, they should just change his name to that for in future projects. Um, it did get a little confusing because he's like, oh, I have many names, and then he's like, Namor, and then he like r- rattled off a couple more. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting these, like, just I'm, I'm calling you Namor, Namor. Where that's are my it. subtitles, Henry? Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, but um, I, I mean, it was just the yeah, the origin, like. What did they say? Like Na- Namor means child without love or something, or one yeah. without yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. So the no, I think, is short for no or no right. uh, or neo, no love. Yeah. But I think no, yeah. And Amor is love. So love, right? Okay. Well, they just his name's Namor. That's um. Mm-hmm. His mama calls him Namor. I'm gonna call him Namor. <laughs> Well, how about so? How about Telecon versus Atlantis? Do you have a, a stance either way on that? Does it matter? I I don't care to, like as much. Like I guess like it, it bothered me because it kind of, it really came out of nowhere because ever like leading up to this movie it was it was the Atlanteans and it was all Atlantis, right? And in the comics it's Atlantis and they just like they just stealth bomb that one in really quick. And like, no one, they didn't think anyone would notice. Cause it was like, yeah, I feel interview. like it was like a month or two beforehand. And then all of a sudden it was like, it's it was, like two, it was like three months ago or something. They're like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's not Atlantis. Like back it up. It's the telecon. You're like, Oh, well that doesn't make sense, but uh, whatever. They sure. Like as long as I, I don't care what they really like, na- like what they name it, as long as like they make it look nice, which they didn't. But, um, you know, I just I don't I, I I this is the only time I'll probably ever say that DC did something better than Marvel was with, uh-huh. with Atlantis. I think Atlantis looked better in Aquaman than it did mm-hmm. in or this fake Atlantis, whatever you want to call it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't that think people are, I don't I don't think people the general public care that they changed like they probably didn't know that he came from Atlantis. Like I and you could I could have yeah I could have done a me. poll of everyone in my theater and be like, hey, did you know Namor he used to he's actually from Atlantis? They'd be like, nah, I don't believe you. I don't know. I think I disagree. I think look, okay, so yes, if you're I also my theater was packed Namor, it was five dollar Tuesday. So like it was just people that go to movies <laughs> on a cheap day. So <laughs> um, I think yes, if you don't know who Namor is uh, then yeah, sure. You don't know he's from Atlantis, but anybody that knows him knows he's from Atlantis, and so that's what you're expecting. Uh, I don't know, Harry. Any thoughts on the name change here or or Namor's name origin? No, I mean I, I thought Namor's uh, name origin was pretty cool. Um, like I think it worked well with the the tale and the story. So for me, that was I didn't have any concerns or issues with that. Um, I, I understand with with his sidekick uh namora like you know yes um you know would have liked a little bit more information in regards to that but i didn't really think twice about it um and then as far as uh talo khan um i you know again average joe here uh i didn't see any issue with it yeah you know i could see an issue where it's like i'm thinking about my 60 year old mother who loves to 
uh, try and keep up with all this and then seeing this movie and then maybe confusing it with Aquaman, um, you know, and being like, does this have anything to do with Avatar Way of Water um, as well? So I could easily see some issues there um, in regards to that. So, you know, calling it the same thing and, you know, Marvel's always going to put their spin or their brand on it, um, you know, when it comes to certain things like this. So, uh, yeah, it didn't take up too much issue with it. But, yeah, I, I do. I did know it was supposed to be called Atlantis uh, or was, is called Atlantis in the comics. Um, but I didn't, you know, really give it two thoughts when they when they called it a uh, telecom in the uh, movie. Fair enough. Um, two more quick points. Uh, the action in this I thought was decent. Uh, I don't think there was anything that was like mind blowing, um, but it was it was good for a Marvel movie. It was good. Uh, and then the Midnight Angels. Um, I I got to confess here. I don't know if these are characters from the comics. However, um, mm. I don't think I was a fan of the Dora Milaje becoming superheroes. I mean, it makes sense that they, you know, they kind of made this armor for them to combat the Talokanil, but like, I just, I don't know. It felt like too much to me. It felt like unnecessary. It's like, yeah, but you're the most elite fighting force when it comes to like hand to hand combat. And, now all of a sudden you need like knockoff Iron Man armor. It just I don't know. I I don't know. It, it, again, you know they they put a reason in there, but do I feel like I needed to see this? No, not really. Um, any thoughts on the action or the Midnight Angels from this, guys? Um, I I honestly thought the Midnight Angels was dumb. Um, uh, I it just I know, and I and as we're typing up. I mean, as we're talking about it, I to type it. They do have some appearances in the comics, and they were mm. Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like, it just it looked weird. Like, yeah, well, I don't need. We already have an Iron an Iron Man knockoff. That's a point, like a a main point of the story in Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Now we have multiple other little Iron Mans that are around. It's too much Iron Man. Like I'm, I like look. Tony Stark needs to go away. I I need I need like wow. I need like a a six seven year break from Iron Man stuff. Well, really you got don't. Armor Wars coming up, my guy, and Ironheart, <laughs> which you just said you're looking forward to. I know. I, I like. I just it's just way too much. Like I, I I think with Ironheart that's different, but it's just like all right now we're gonna make now like the Dora Milaje are gonna they're gonna have like ten Iron Men. Like just we don't wow. like they're they're come to the dark side, Henry. I love it. They're trained warriors for a reason. Like they they're, they're right. like Wakanda's elite army. And I don't think anything they did in their suits, like Okoye couldn't, like she she could take this guy on, like without the uh, the suit. I don't think she could. She she, she would have. It's Marvel. She, they she would have made her it work for a bit. They would have made that it training. Work. She didn't have a training montage, so that was a little um, upsetting. <laughs> the overall action was okay. I, I I didn't. It I have a, I have a big issue with some of the. Um, some of the action in the first one, like the final fight between Killmonger and Black Panther, which is a CGI like snooze fest. fest. It's bad. Yeah. It's yeah, bad. That was a little rough. Um, and it's I thought the Marvel this was, formula. I thought this was a little more. I guess like I don't know what was practical in terms of the telecon, like on that bridge fight. Like was was Koye just fighting a green screen or was she fighting someone in a costume? I don't know. Like it, it's kind of hard to tell. But um, I like the choreography, like with the bridge scene. The end fight was just, it was just, 
uh, it didn't it wasn't a high stakes marvel movie like this took place on a boat and and then on a beach and it wasn't really that impressive like the black panther the like the shuri and um namor fight wasn't that great it was just okay i think it was more practical than the one that we had in the end of the first one because they weren't fighting on um vibranium trains but um mm-hmm. or whatever they were but Choo-choo. um I didn't think it was anything like they didn't really push the needle in terms of saying, Hey, like, look at our choreo, like Marvel choreography. Like I think other movies may have done it a little better, but I don't know. I think, I think they, they put a lot of focus more into the story for this one and not necessarily the action. I mean, the black Panther doesn't show up until like 30 minutes after the, before the movie's going to end. So yeah, uh, you weren't going to get a lot. You're just going to get that bridge fight. And, 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 and the on... singing oh, yeah. and the singing that the Talacon do when they can hypnotize people apparently I uh, love that oh I thought that was great yeah I thought it was weird I didn't know that was a magical power that they had well it, so it's not but that you relate that to mermaids and sirens which yeah. do have that's that fair. and so it's okay. like oh that's where those <laughs> legends came from the, the Talacon okay. because All right, like, then. yeah you so that was I that. thought that right, was that makes unique. sense then Okay. <laughs> uh Harry, any thoughts on the action or the Midnight Angels? <laughs> yeah, I mean the Midnight like the Midnight Angels to me just didn't seem to fit. And that Iron Heart again whole costume fight thing uh, or setup like just didn't fit for me with you know either whether it be the tone or the way it looked uh or the way the fights looked. Um I think I agree with Chris. I think the best fight is on the bridge with uh Okoye, um, you know, in that little chase scene beforehand. Um, I felt like the attack on Wakanda felt very small to me. Like um, even on two watches, it's like there's water in like maybe the center of town and then they evacuate like one train out of there. And then it's like, you know, M'Baku like helps one person on a boat. Um, It doesn't feel very populated, you know, maybe I don't know whatever reasoning for that, but it just felt small to me. And um, but it worked because it really showed the power of Namor and the Telecon where it was like, hey, we're just rolling up here to swing by. Um, So that kind of worked, but it 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 felt very small. It didn't feel like very impactful. You know, when I think of things like even just Wakanda in um, and I know it's a different level, probably of budget or maybe not even budget, but of storytelling of just endgame or no infinity war when you know they're all fighting in wakanda and it feels like a huge nation um is you know rallying around them uh at that time um but yeah and i i don't know i felt some of the the cgi looked a little bit poor to me um in regards to it i think they did a lot of tricks by you know keeping the focus on either the action in front and kind of i don't want to say blurring out the back but um in the foreground you couldn't really see um everything super clearly which i think was uh you know a nice trick to be able to do that and yeah the midnight angels um you know i think one of the biggest things we have to talk about is the wakanda battle strategy to go out to water uh to fight uh the talakan that just doesn't uh seem like a wise choice to me um maybe it was easier to film but uh uh yeah taking the fight to the water people on water i don't know i think there's a lot of emotions running high i don't know if their um leaders were making best decisions at the time you know the queen had just passed you know obviously still dealing with the t'challa's death you know all of a sudden this new black panther shows up at shuri you know let's just follow along let's let's we're riding high here let's go um 
but that was you know there's like eight there's like eight wakandans on that boat when like they fly through and they're like hey we're all good here let's go out of here like there was a lot of wakandans i'm gonna play devil's advocate with that real quick because i i think the strategy there was surprise let's go out let's go out and confront them because we know that'll draw out no more yeah. Then we capture Namor, take him off, and and dry him out. Uh, I don't. I think the thought process, and they didn't make it super clear, so I'm just kind of connecting dots here. Yeah, I think the thought process was: we take Namor, we dry him out, he'll surrender, everybody else stands down. But that's just well, me kind of pulling out what I can because yeah, yeah. they don't. Because yeah, if you were they if you sure don't that they were going to make dots. Him- yeah. Then it then yeah, the plan does not make any sense. Like why go on to your opponent's home turf where they are much stronger and much more yeah. vast. You know, it you're right. Home field so, advantage, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I know that that makes sense to me where it's like, "Hey, get them where we're going to we know where we're going to be able to find them. Take them somewhere else." But like right. are, were they 100% sure sure he wasn't going to kill them? Yeah. Like yeah, well that's know, a whole other like, thing. Yeah, what does she come back to? Like with his body, and like they go bury their king, and then fight with them even more. I don't know. I just there was like ten, like eight to ten Wakandans, like on that ship, like just uh, you know, with Riri Williams just being like, are we, are we, we're we good, and that that was a real letdown for me too. I don't want to jump ahead to you know, kind of wrapping things up with the with the ending there, but that was another disappointment where it's like you have this. I, I disagree a little bit with hands. I, I don't think I need the fight to be so action packed with the final fight for it to have impact for me, whether it be, you know, oh, here's the trademark Namor thing or, you know, here's the trademark Black Panther thing. Um, you know, it, it's more about the meaning of what that fight means. Um, I didn't mind him surrendering. I don't I don't the, the problem was is they fly in on this plane and it's like, you know, they're hey, all good. We're good. You know, I know you guys are surrounding these Wakandans and, you know, you could probably, we could probably end this right here. Um, but, uh, you know, she defeated me in battle. So let's, let's hit the road, but dive back into the sea. Um, it's just a little too clean for me. And I really wish, um, well, I'll save it. I'll save it for when we get to final thoughts, but, um, but yeah, that, that was the point for me in regards to that. Um, I think with the water thing, maybe it was because they had that sonar thing in the bottom and they probably figured they could hold off some of the Talcon, but that mm. lasted for like three minutes because they blew it up. So there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was dumb to take it on water. Um, I, they probably didn't have enough CGI. So emotions are probably running high. You know, they didn't have enough... <laughs> a lot going on. They're excited. They got the new black Panther. I get it. They didn't have enough CGI money left to do more of Wakanda like in the oh, background. Geez. So they're like, all right, let's just get an aircraft carrier or something and let's see if we can rent this out for like a day. Um, yeah, I, I I honestly, I almost cracked up when I saw Shuri and um, and Namor fly in on that thing. Like she, Shuri has a fatal wound because she had a spear go through her body. My brain and keeping her protected. And stick to a stone. Like she was stuck on a stone. And she's just like not not getting medical attention. She's just flying in with her enemy that she just almost killed. And then we're just like, all right, see you guys. Namor's not like, to mention Namor, yeah, who who was burnt to a crisp. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, one person was impaled and the other was fried. Once and... he got some water on it, you know, it's just like peeling it off. Yeah, yeah know, but like but sure he needs like spraying Windex. Sure he needed to go to the hospital or something, but. No, I I almost laugh because it's just like Namor is just like, all right, 
Let's go home. Like so, let me for let me circle let me circle back real quick. It, we'll we'll get back to that, but we kind of skipped over a little bit, which is, um, Harry, you mentioned the the devastation of Wakanda and how you know, yeah, it looked like some minor flooding. Yeah. Um, the, now, to be fair, we did lose Queen Ramonda, and and we'll yes. get into that in a second. But uh, I I do um, I did want to see more devastation to Wakanda. I felt like the attack was just barely kind of like an opening salvo um, in the comics. Again, uh, now this is there's a little bit of backstory. N- N- uh, Namor in the comics has some extra cosmic powers when this happens but when he attacks wakanda um he levels it like it it does major catastrophic damage and that's kind of you know what i was hoping to see here i wanted to see the nation get ravaged so that way Mm -hmm. when wakanda triumphs eventually it's all the more sweeter it's like all right we we toppled our enemies we're going to rebuild. We'll get through this because we're the greatest nation on the planet. Uh, but instead, we got some minor flooding and, you know, that was Broken that glass. was kind of that. Yeah, um, that, I guess, Couple you know, if they planes. I think, see, they kind of painted themselves into a corner with that ending because it's like if if they do too much damage to Wakanda, then, yeah, sure, he's not going to. Yeah. Like, what logical sense does she have to make a pact with Namor and say, hey, you know, let's let's resolve this and work it out. If Wakanda had truly been devastated, given the state that Shuri was in, she probably just would have went over the edge and, and killed Namor. And that's the end of it. So in terms of the way that the story worked out, I guess they couldn't have uh, put too much destruction into Wakanda. But it's just... Um, I don't know. I was I was really hoping to see more and and they kind of led everyone to believe that there was going to be something catastrophic and it, it just kind of wasn't. Yeah. Um that yeah. said, we did lose Queen Ramonda. You know, what how did you guys feel about that? Was that were you expecting that? Did you think that was going to happen, you know? Like, Y'all, y'all looking for Man of Steel damage in this movie. Like you want <laughs> Well, not quite that level, but Sickos. I mean, you know, yeah, no, I, I hear some I, CGI fire, like, you know, and I, you know, whatever. I, um, I didn't think about Legends. it until Harry, you mentioned it where it was like minor flooding. Like, yeah. And then Namor's like, I'll be back in a week. Yeah. All right. Like, just do it now. Yeah. Um, right. I, I kind of expected Ramonda to, to, to bite it. Um, I, I wasn't super shocked. I think as the story was leading up, I think after, um, after whatever the one person died, like Calicon died. Um, and Namor got all all mad. Um, and like started the assault. I was like, yeah, Ramana's gonna like. I I just I have a feeling. Um, so it wasn't like too big of a surprise. It was sad, but um, you know, I think that needed to happen to push Shuri to, you know, further create. And yeah, now like, it's the, all the, on her shoulders. Now you know, before she could like, kind of lean on her mom. Not now. <clears throat> Right, and I think that like now, like I, I think that kind of it, like like I said, it needed to happen. It was very similar to um to their father dying, and kind of gave T'Challa like he needed yeah. to understand the 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 responsibilities and his his obligation to become the Black Panther. Well, he was at the time, but become the ruler of Wakanda. And I think this is it parallels that where Shuri was close with her mother, but 
I think she needed to die for Shuri to be like, all right, like this is this is I need to be my own person. Like and I need to figure yeah. out like I need to figure this out. And that was like kind of like the final straw. Now her her even black even in Civil War, like Black Panther's um initial like mission was revenge, which was hers up until like she almost killed Namor. Um yeah. but I, I think I I think very it, similar it, arcs. I think they mm-hmm. just did that the parallel, um, just T'Challa's, <clears throat> excuse me, to T'Challa's struggle. Hair. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, tonally, you know, again, it was like another funeral that we're having in the movie when the first time I watched it. Um, so it was, it was a little bit, I don't want to say challenging, but it was a little bit like, man, we're really getting the punches here thrown at us. Um. You know, on the second watch, knowing that it's coming, um, it was a little easier to, you know, kind of understand. And you, and you see the arc of it, as Hanratty mentioned, a little bit in regards to, you know, this kind of relating to, you know, uh, T'Challa's journey um, in very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, So kind of leading into that, uh, we get... Uh, Shuri kind of overcoming the obstacle of creating or synthesizing the heart-shaped herb. She goes on her, you know, vision quest and uh she sees uh not her brother, not her father, no, not her no. mother. She sees Njadaka, uh Killmonger, uh, which was pretty cool. I to Burn be honest, it all. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, when I uh when I was in the moment watching the movie, I totally forgot that he had film scenes for this. And I was mm, like, Oh, same. Oh snap. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, um, I liked that he was the one she saw because it really reinforced the struggle that she was going through. I mean, obviously we weren't going to get, um, you know, Chadwick Boseman, but, uh, but I figured the easy out would be seeing her mom but uh but yeah no it was it was a great uh cameo appearance um you know michael b jordan knocked it out of the park again uh did you guys kind of see this coming or was it a a shock for you as well so since i just saw this yesterday yes it was ruined for me um on twitter which is fine um i i I did it myself for waiting like what two three weeks after this movie came out so it's my own fault um this was actually after they released the um the uh the poster like the, uh, uh yeah but with shuri in the black panther outfit whatever yeah that's fine um <clears throat> i i i was like i guess when i first read about it i'm like well why would shuri still see killmonger the other options wouldn't have really made sense um and they, like you know she has to see a black panther like the, to like kind of push her to that her like her role and her mm-hmm. i guess lack of a better term destiny um what I loved about the character was at the end of the first one, you kind of what I don't like it. Like sometimes with these villains is they kind of get redeemed and they kind of redeem themselves and they maybe become a good guy or something or end up helping the hero. And this it's like now like Killmonger is just straight up. Like he still has like that, that like revenge side to him and that like revenge push. And he didn't, he wasn't, a good spirit for Shuri to see. Like he was basically like, now nah, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to be more like me or are you, you going to be like more like your brother? 
um, which, you know, I mean, she ends up making the choice of being more, more of, um, more of T'Challa, but I just love that he was pushing her to kind of be more of a, of a, of a, a villain. And I thought that was cool. Um, I, I, you know, I, I would have, with some of the rumors that I heard that he was going to be the new Black Panther, where he, they were going to somehow bring him back from the astral plane or whatever. And I think it's, it's what they call it, the astral plane. Um, or is that Doctor Strange? I don't know anymore. Uh, well, that's Doctor Strange. They have a different name for this, but I forget what it is. It's the fields yeah. of something. Yeah. So I, I thought, like, I, as, as I came back, I'm like, all right, well, in that first trailer, I'm like, you know, the gold suit. Um, like the little bit of gold. I'm like, it's probably, you know, they're going to, they're going to bring them back. Right. Um, and with all the multiverse stuff going on, you're like, mm. well, maybe they have a multiverse monger. This is the only property I feel like outside of like Falcon and Winter Soldier that didn't tackle any issues of multiverse or anything. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I think it was cool to bring him in. Um, I think his, his run of Black Panther stuff is done. I think this was a cool way to send them off. I liked how she picked his suit actually when she walked past T'Challa's helmets and walked over to Killmonger's, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and it was, it would have been really cool if she killed Namor just to do something different, but it's Marvel, it's Disney. And her, her arc was parallel to T'Challa's where T'Challa could have killed Zemo with no problem, but he let him live and same with Namor. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, kind of fast forwarding. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Harry. Go ahead. Thoughts on? Oh, Killmonger? yeah. No, I mean, I was gonna say. Um, yeah. Again, made sense with the story. I mean, I, I think you guys kind of, you know, nailed nailed it on the head. Uh, there with it. Um, and it was it was just cool to see him. I, I love Michael B. Jordan, so that was. Uh, I was happy they brought him back and. You know, I kind of wish that uh, you know, maybe if Shuri had gone a little bit darker uh in the in her route in her journey. Um and I think, you know, maybe not against uh Namor, because I think, you know, uh Telecom and Wakanda have a lot of things in common. Um, and I think, you know, their goals should align to, you know, and it's alluded to at the end, um, you know, fight so when the fight comes to them, you know, hopefully they'll be able to band together, but um, I wouldn't mind seeing Shuri, you know, maybe go, maybe go the rogue route and just kind of, you know, uh, own it, burn it all down. That would have been, uh, that would have been a way different movie, um, and a way different strategy, but, uh, you know, those are what I dream about. So, yeah. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit back to the Namor and Shuri fight, uh, we got, which I was so happy about, we got Namor's uh, battle cry or or his catchphrase, if you will, Imperius Rex, which uh, is Latin for Empire King. Um, basically, he he says this as a statement. Uh, you know, he's kind of uh, just throwing it on the table whenever he's in front of his enemies saying Imperius yeah. Rex, like this is who I am. I'm you're fighting the the king of an empire um here it was a little more subdued he didn't shout it he he more kind of whispered it um in and it was kind of uh defiant uh in defiance when he said it but uh you know this is this is namor's avengers assemble so i was happy that we got that line from him even if the delivery wasn't 
quite what I was expecting, but still cool. Uh, uh, still a cool moment. Um, you know, we had talked about Shuri getting impaled and Namor being burnt to a crisp and somehow both surviving kind of weird there. Um, Shuri, when she was impaled, I, I gotta be honest. I legit wasn't sure if she was going to yeah. make it. I mean, in hindsight now, it's like, well, yeah, th- this movie already had so much loss. Of course, they're not going to kill the main character Everybody. and then have to search for another Black Panther. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not going to make any sense. But in the moment, I was like, are they going to do it? Like, is this? Yeah. Are they really going to offer? Like, it was it was a pretty shocking moment. So, um, you know, kudos to that. But I don't. Uh, I think maybe it would have been very uh, they could have gone further with it and, and yeah maybe uh, <laughs> maybe off her um, let me think what else uh, silent Chadwick clips after after all said and done uh, you know Ooh. Shuri's kind of reflecting on her time with uh, T'Challa and yeah, she's saying goodbye know, to him at the at the beach and in, in, in Haiti yeah um, at that point, and it yeah. it was getting me choked up a little bit um you know i i had uh a little bit of moisture a little salty discharge around uh my ocular area uh good <laughs> yeah it was uh it, it was sad um you know again uh we kind of got that right away in the beginning of the movie and then just like shuri because we're on the journey with her all that kind of gets pushed into the background as we're, we're dealing with, you know, the imminent threat and, and everything uh, that Namor represents. Um, and then now that all of that's done, time to reflect, time to, you know, address this uh, up front, this grief and, and just get it out of the way. And, um, you know, she had that reflection and we're on that journey with her. And uh, it was very touching, uh, sad and touching and, just really sad that we're not gonna we're not gonna see Chadwick in that role yeah. anymore. Um, I have a couple additional thoughts, but uh, those are more wrap up stuff. Um, Harry, do you have any uh, anything else as far as like plot or characters that you yeah. want to touch on? Yeah, I was gonna say the Imperius Rex thing just didn't didn't really get it um, until it was mm. explained to me after. Um, you know, we kind of talked about the fight, uh, agreed with you, where like, hey, if they had gone that extra mile, that would have been uh that would have been interesting to see if we would have lost uh Shuri as well. Mm-hmm. Um in regards to that. Um I like I said, one of the things I really thought was um like I really thought the Americans or or Val and her group was gonna jump in at the end right before the fight started, yeah. um, to maybe either steal Vibranium or for the two you know, Wakanda and Talakan to, to team up, you know, and have to try and fight them. Um, so I, I was interested in that and I was a little bit disappointed because the whole time I was, it was, I really didn't really, the first time I watched it was really like, guys, you don't need to go this far. We don't need to kill the queen. We don't need to fight. Like the real enemies out there, like not, not like, you know, there's, there's so many things you guys are aligned on and to just, you know, challenge each other was making me kind of upset and frustrated um, in regards to that. But, um, you know, and, and you mentioned the powerful moments with Chadwick, um, you know, and that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was nice. I would, I would just say um, in regards to that, but no, I mean, we kind of touched base on everything um, that I had as far as, as far as notes, hands, any, any lingering things out there for you? 
No, um, you know, the one thing I wanted to point out that I didn't point out is the fact that we got our first use of the word in the MCU, which is mutant, when Namor had described himself as a mutant. Um, so I'm just, you know, I was all hyped with the Miss Marvel thing when they when they dropped that. Um, we got some She-Hulk mutant, um, you know, some some throwaway lines with that. So now, you know. Maybe that'll push that X-Men a little closer to home. So we'll see. It's coming. We don't know when, but it's coming. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, overall, just the kind of, of my wrap up feelings, every, everything we kind of touched on. Um, one thing I, I wasn't I, I, I kind of had a problem with 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 Black Panther was <clears throat> it wasn't. And, and this was different, you know, different circumstances because of, of Chadwick's death was this was supposed to be the end of phase four. It didn't feel like it. This felt like a complete standalone movie where I feel like Marvel does a really good job at getting you ready for the next phase of movies, which didn't happen here. I mean, it kind of a little bit did with some of the Val stuff. Um, I, I, I just feel like this is a, this is like a weird thing to like kind of complain about because I did enjoy the movie, but I'm going to pull one from Harry's book. It's like, all right, well, uh- now where's where's the overall picture going? Like, are, is this movie going to propel us into Phase Five? Which it sounds like it's not. I think Quantum Mania is just going to pick up from that and just be like, now, like we're starting this. Um, you know, there were a lot of rumors with an end credit scene with Doctor Doom. I would have. I didn't. I didn't buy those for a minute, dude. I, I saw the same minute. stuff, and I was like, mm, nah. I saw a couple pictures, and I'm like, this could be real. But I, I think leading up to it, I thought that would have been a phenomenal way to bring that into. To introduce him into the like at least the Fantastic Four mythology into the um in the MCU, I'll, not including like Doctor Strange. I'll believe uh, X Men and Fantastic Four when I see them. Like until well, then, I just I well I don't care. I don't care until then because <laughs> I'm saying like latest too. But <laughs> yeah, I know that yeah. that God that's gonna end up being the but, flash like, of is, the MCU. This is like my always my biggest problem. It's like don't like show a Doctor Doom helmet or show a Doctor Doom scene, and it's like well, when's Doctor Doom? And it's like well, we'll be here for twenty twenty four. Yeah. yeah, we'll see about 2024. Even this movie got moved. Like mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever was supposed to come out in July, and it came out, you know, four months later. Um, they're gonna keep pushing things. It, it's gonna. It's I'm gonna just keep saying. Happening. I thought that would have been a cool way to introduce to, into Phase Five, as him being the one who's trying to find the vibranium. I think if there was a hint for Ant Man, Quantum Mania, I think that would have made more sense, in my opinion. Whatever. Okay. I think part, maybe, just, part of the, just <laughs> maybe part of the problem here, too, is that if you look at the first three phases, all of them get wrapped up with an Avengers movie, and we don't have that here. Um, so, so, yeah, even though all of this is leading to a bigger part with, you know, Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty and or whichever way they go uh, in phases five and six, there's not like a unifying Avengers movie for this phase. So yeah, it's a lot of buildup, but it's not, there's not anything capping it off here. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and technically just throwing it out there. Technically, this is not the end. This is the theatrical end of phase four, but we also have the guardians holiday special. Oh yeah. That'll, that'll move everything. That'll move everything forward. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, even like phase three ended with it. You would have thought that would have ended with Endgame, 
it ended with Far From Home. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot. No, about I that. agree with like, yeah. you know, other previous ones have ended with an Avengers movie. So this is the second phase. Now, phase five is going to end with Thunderbolts. We're not going to mm-hmm. get an Avengers movie until Kang Dynasty, which is 2025. So it's, and I that's, I think, I believe it. that's phase six. So I don't know. Ugh, we're going to have to live in this world hole. for another three years. Ugh. I know. <laughs> well, now, and, and Secret Wars got pushed back to 2026. So. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, it'll yeah, get pushed yeah, back again. Don't you gotta hang for another four years, man. Like four years, that's all. So yeah. Don't take your I'm, kid, don't take your kid to that one either. Just uh dude, I'm gonna have dude. to I'm Finn's gonna have to watch by that point fifty five movies to get caught up uh, on, <laughs> on Secret Wars. Oh, what else is well, so do? so that's it's funny that you say that because like in doing my MCU rewatch, I'm like should I include the Disney Plus series? And I just oh. I decided like right away. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. It's like that's so much extra content. Like, yeah, it's part of the phase, but it's like I can just stick with the feature films. You know, I'll rewatch yeah. those when I'm in the mood to rewatch them. But it's it's too much. <laughs> All right. While you're doing your wrap up thoughts, I'm going to Google an interesting thing of how many hours are there of content in the MCU? I think there, you mentioned this on a previous there, episode. Yeah, there, there's that more was that content. was probably like a year ago. Like we have like some well, no, there, there's now. more yeah. content. I think in phase five than the entire MCU phases one through four. You mean phase four and one Whatever through three? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, apologize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phase four has more hours logged uh, yes. than any phase. Than if you add one, I think maybe one through three might lead by like an hour or two but it's not it's not a lot at all right um in regards to it all right uh so wrap up thoughts um going with the end credit scene or the the post credit scene i should say um we get introduced to Toussaint or T'Challa Jr as his mm, Wakanda love name it. um what a cute yeah. kid uh, yeah definitely the cute the kid is cute you know he actually reminds me of the corn kid did anybody else get that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I could, I could see it a little bit. Get those vibes. He, he kind of looks kid. like him. I was just, yeah. Look up corn kid. It's there's corn. A, there's this, yeah. There's this cute, cute little kid who is uh, stolen the virtues of corn endlessly. Yeah. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, really. I love yes. corn, so I'll, I'll check it uh, out. But anyway, Toussaint kind of reminded me of of that kid. But um, really yeah, I don't know. I just. Ready. Like I saw it coming a mile away um, and I guess, you know, it gives them an out to eventually replace Shuri. Um, But, you know, we're still talking minimum, you know, like six, seven years down the line. Uh, We're going to see that next time we see that kid, he's going to be 15, 100 percent. He's going to they're going to time jump him. Yeah, or maybe they do something with Kang time shenanigans, or it's yeah. you know, it's like, oh, here's T'Challa Jr. from an alternate timeline. Who knows? Um, anyway, I just it was okay. Uh, that didn't that didn't hit me as hard as I guess other people. I just I was not impressed by it. Um, thoughts on Shuri as the Black Panther and Letitia Wright as the face of the franchise for now. Uh. I don't know. Um, I was a little miffed at, you know, a lot of her stances during the pandemic and uh, which, you know, is still technically ongoing. Um, 
And she seemed to be causing a problem during filming because of her stances. Uh, I think I read recently that that she did apologize for her behavior. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I know whatever issues arose, they were able to get past it because obviously yeah. the film finished and it's out now. But I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to have to see how she handles this mantle, um, both character wise and as a person uh, to see if I am behind her representing the black Panther. Um, just my, my take on it. So mm. we'll, we'll see there. Uh, what else? The soundtrack. Absolutely incredible. hundred uh, percent dude. Well, all right. So the score is phenomenal. That's Ludwig Gorenson who scored the first one. He, he works with Kugler did the Creed movies as well. Mandalorian. So the score is great. But the soundtrack, oh my lord. Like I have been bumping this daily, legit daily. I bump it when I'm playing COD. I bump it when I'm working. Like absolutely no you can't phenomenal. Hear those guys coming behind you. Huh. Yes. <laughs> Very funny. Um, no, <laughs> it's just it's it's tremendous. Uh great mix of um some African vibes, some English vibes, some uh Latino vibes, like just wide breadth of music um and i would actually recommend if you're on spotify checking out the wakanda forever the official wakanda forever playlist because it has the full soundtrack with like three or four choice tracks from the score nice. mixed in as well as uh some remixes so definitely check that out um just phenomenal soundtrack probably Definitely my favorite since uh, Shang-Chi, and um, I would say even better than Shang-Chi's. Uh, and then last, you know, score. Um, I give this movie 3.5 out of 5 stars. Uh, I ranked it 18th out of the 30 movies that have been released, which is crazy to think that we have 30 films um, for me, this falls right in between Thor Ragnarok and Captain America, the first Avenger. I do think this will probably, I don't know if the score will change, but I do think if I rewatch this, which I'm trying to convince my wife to, to go, um, nice. I think that the ranking will definitely move up. I don't know about the score, but the ranking I'm sure will. I just, I need a second viewing to kind of digest everything and, and, you know, kind of reaffirm or or contrast with what i originally thought and also you know harry me and you like like hands discussed we went to a screening wasn't uh wasn't the greatest in terms of the the environment um so that kind yeah, of played a part it was, it was in my a enjoyment tough one. as well yeah, yeah. it was, it was so, a little anyway. disappointing for an opening thursday i will say that usually those crowds are laser focused but right um you know, I think I think also the heavy themes of this movie made it made it tough for me where I was coming out afterwards. Like, I don't know if you want to bring a 10 year old to this movie. It doesn't feel like a good time. Three hours, you know, talking about, you know, death. And I'm not saying not to teach kids about that, but it's just uh, I don't know if it's uh, a lot for the them theater, to process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not your Ant-Man or your uh, Thor Love and Thunder or even Ragnarok where it has a little bit more laughs than anything else. But um yeah, I agree with a lot of your thoughts, uh, Greg. I I did like uh, T'Challa T'Challa Junior. Um, I thought that was a was a great scene, and like I said, I think that kid's gonna be, um, you know, 
Spider-Man age uh, come the next movie. So uh, whenever he's reintroduced uh, in regards to that, um, I was huge on the score for this movie, especially watching mm-hmm. it the second time when like, um, you know, the Black Panther comes out of the ship. Um, mm-hmm. Namor um, in his introduction um, and just, you know, uh, vibed, vibed with the, with the score. Um, I'm, I haven't dove into the soundtrack too much, but um shout out to the score in regards to that so ludwig you, you're killing it uh in regards to that Bro, one question i wanted to... that playlist i'm telling you bump I, it. I got to I you'll got love it. it um one thing i was gonna ask is so mbaku is he is he king now is he gonna get the black panther serum was that kind of left open to interpretation there or you know, that's, get some that's a great question because i was when i watched that i was super confused by that like i didn't process what was going on I was like, so is she going to have to depower herself and fight M'Baku? Like, I, I didn't get it. And then, like, I, I want to say, like, last week I saw a quote from Winston Duke, and he, he like, alluded to the fact that M'Baku is going to be the king, or at least right. that's the way it seems like now. Yeah. So, which I guess yeah, it the seems Black like, Panther it seems will like just Shuri be doing her own thing. Sim- yeah, it almost seems like Shuri and the Black Panther will be a symbol where M'Baku's going to kind of lead Wakanda <laughs> Um, you know, he's going to run day to day, um, right. you know, operations and sure you'll be there in case if, uh, any other threats, uh, well, or the black Panther will be there if any threats show up. So I had that on my notes too. And like, as, as I was thinking about it, like I have a feeling it was definitely an arrangement between Shuri and Mbaku where like Mbaku got off the ship and he's like, I'm here to challenge for yeah. the throne. Mm-hmm. She wasn't there. So there maybe, in, an maybe in the event that like she doesn't show up in forfeits. He becomes king. Now right. the question is the Black Panther. Like, is she living in Haiti now? Like, it, it, I, she... I think that was just a visit. All right, I think. Like, yeah, is she like gonna get downtime? Let yourself heal from that uh gut check. Yeah, right. Well, no, that's fine. She was seen. She seemed to be fine ten minutes after it. So she's like, no, no problem with that. <laughs> um, I like. I yeah. I I was under the vitals. impression that I I would love it if Winston Duke took over as Black Panther. To be honest, I think he'd be a, mm. a great Black Panther. Um, but. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they rewrote the ending a little bit Dr. to Doom's possibly write Shuri off. And what did you say? I said, "Is Doctor Doom in your theory?" Yeah, or... they, yeah, they're gonna break. No, maybe and they Mephisto. reshot. They sh- reshot the ending to maybe write Shuri off as staying in Haiti and not being Black Panther and like kind of like I I don't know. I feel like they 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 definitely reshot something here because. You know, like Greg, you had mentioned with her personal things, with with some of the things she did, things she's been saying. Like maybe they said, "All right, we're going to write her out." Now we have Winston Duke. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just like a safety valve where it's like, "Hey, you know, if you if you're going to keep messing up, we we can pull this." That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we're like, all right, look, this is you're not. We're not going to say we're going to give you a second chance, but don't mess up because we can write your character as living in Haiti for ever. And, and yeah that's it's interesting i didn't interpret it that way but it it absolutely could be you know so yeah i, yeah. I won't say that's not that's interesting and um so i was going to give uh my final score here um mm-hmm. i gave it a 3.75 5 out of 5 i saw it the first time gave it three and a half. Second time i gave it a four uh so i said i'll meet in the middle three three point seven five um, and then I have it in the top 13 to 15 uh, of the 30. Uh, it's in the top half, I think, for me, for sure. Um, and in my, I guess, that 15 range for me, looking around Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange multi- Multiverse, 
Age of Ultron and Ant-Man area uh, is mm. where I was originally looking for it, but it might slide up past those um, to get into that top uh, like 14 spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, wrap up thoughts, <laughs> scores. I, I hold on. <laughs> Sorry. I had to get that cough out. Um, so I would say like overall, I score wise, I do like three and a half, um, you know, on a second viewing, it could maybe go a little higher. This is probably around like rank 15 for me. Um, for MCU. Um, I think the things that worked worked really well. I think there were, you know, it has a lot of things like this. This movie did not need to be the longest MCU movie. I think the length killed it for me. And I think they tried to stuff. I think they tried to stuff too much into, into this. Um, also another wrap up, which is to confirm. I think if you were to watch all the MCU, you need like 108 hours. So, wow. um, yeah, so that's including that's, the Disney Plus stuff. I think that's everything up until including the Christmas special coming out. Ugh, I can't um, do it. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, but no, I, I, you know, where, where this is, and and my my gripe about it not really necessarily moving the MCU forward. I, I don't know. I, I I feel like that's a gripe, but I don't care about that too much because I think the things that the story that they focused on, um, you know, it's a film the. Feige, I'm sure, had a, a big hand in it, but Kugler kind of wanted to tell the story of, you know, the loss of T'Challa and and Wakanda surviving as a nation. So I thought it it, it was really well from that point. Um, in terms of like MCU movie, I just I kind of put it mid, as the kids say. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so one last thing before we move off of uh, Wakanda Forever. Literally, right before we started recording, uh, Marvel posted a really nice note from the director, uh, Ryan Coogler, and I just wanted to read that out because I, I thought it was pretty cool. Gratitude. That is the only word that comes to mind for your support of our work on the film Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I am filled with it. Thank you. Thank you to the people who bought their tickets early and camped out opening weekend. Thank you to those of you who took their families out, young ones and elders in tow. To those who organized youth screenings and after parties, who bought out theaters for communities and friends. To all of you who watched multiple times and encouraged other folks to check it out. Our film is over two and a half hours long, so thank you for holding those bathroom breaks. (laughs) Our film has six languages spoken in it. Thank you for bearing with the subtitles. And our film deals with the inescapable human emotion of grief. Thank you for opening yourself up to the emotional journey of this film. We made something to honor our friend who was a giant in our industry. And we also made something to be enjoyed in a theatrical setting with friends, family, and strangers. Something to be quoted and discussed. To be debated. Something to make people both physically and emotionally feel seen. This medium wouldn't exist without an audience. And I thank you for giving us or I'm sorry, uh, for giving me professional purpose and an emotional outlet. I look forward to bringing you more stories in the future. Li'ik, Talokan, Wakanda Forever, Chadwick Forever, Long Live T'Challa. Sincerely, Ryan Coogler. So I thought that was a really nice note. Uh, you know, directors will put these out from time to time, uh, in particularly when a film is doing well, has a... a a low drop, you know, things of that nature. But uh, it's always nice to, to see, to, to feel seen, I guess, from the fan perspective and, mm. uh, you know, know that the director and the people that worked on this are not taking that success for granted um, because, you know, it's, 
Black Panther Wakanda forever. It's kind of assumed that it's going to be a big hit anyway, but it's nice that uh, the filmmaker or filmmakers um, take their time to, uh, to send a, a, a nice touching letter of gratitude um, to the people that are, that are going out and, you know, paying their hard earned money to see this. So, yeah, cool. You don't really see that from directors nowadays, like thanking fans. Like it's kind of just like they they release their movie and then they're on to the next one. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely few is and he, far between. Is he doing Creed three or no? He's just wrote no. It. Michael no. B. Jordan's so, directing that. That's yeah, right. That's right. He, yeah, he um, I believe he said that he like when asked about his involvement on it, he said he worked with Michael B. Jordan. Um, Probably like I think a on ideas, but I don't mm. think I think. Michael B. Jordan and whoever else wrote it, and then obviously um, Michael directed it. Gotcha. So, okay. Right. Yeah, he was he was kind of like just uh, almost like an advisor, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, all right, boys. Well, that wraps up our Wakanda Forever uh, discussion. Um, anything else you guys are watching, or or uh, any any other content you wanted to just briefly touch on? So I actually uh, a couple things. Uh, one is more re- is more uh, more recent than the other. I just watched a show on Netflix. It's called Inside Man. Um, it's it's not has nothing to do with uh, Denzel, uh, but no. it's a British. It's uh, from Stephen Moffat, who's Sherlock fame. Um, maybe it's something to do with Broadchurch. I might have made that up, but he definitely did Sherlock. Um, he uh, it's about this guy, this vicar who ends up getting into like this really weird situation with. Uh, with uh, having a woman locked in her basement. Um, but there's a lot more to the story. At the same time, there's like a guy on death row trying to investigate the case. Um, it's I, I kind of feel like it's kind of a parody of some of these shows because um, it just it's very wild. It's on Netflix. It's four episodes. I recommend it. It's not too long. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I started watching actually um, more background noise, but I still kind of was paying attention to it was uh I went I went way 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 back over the past few days and started watching um old episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers nice. um, oh. just because of Jason David Frank um yeah, RIP you know, I um I like I I kind of you know felt I, it's been a while since I like I actually they added them on Netflix I, I don't even know when but um it was maybe about four or five years ago I, I might have been sooner than that but so I kind of went through them um, but you know, with recent events and, and his passing, um, I decided to just to go back and watch some, I, I I'm not like kind of doing a, um, like a binging of the whole show from beginning to end, but just kind of different episodes and just jumping in at different parts. So yeah. Uh, I didn't realize there's a lot of episodes in that show. There's there a lot. Is, yes. <laughs> I, and, and that's just good old days. PR. That's not even, you know. Counting Zio and Turbo and all that stuff. Oh, I know. And even since like that, like, you know, with his passing and, you know, all the stories and, and all the, like, you just hear about like his involvement with Power Rangers overall, like, I I gotta say, uh, and this is nothing against him, that Power Rangers dialogue in that show is so corny, but I love it. Like they, some of those actors in that, like he, they camped it up so well. Like he, he definitely, like, show. He yeah I know and yeah. he like embraced it like it's definitely the campiness of it but it's just like I I just I I kind of laugh at this point where I'm just like I mean I watched it 30 years ago and now I'm just like watching it out I'm like man I was like this is some great stuff but 
like as a movie and like movie like TV fan that I am now, I'm like, this script is terrible. Like I could have wrote this like 30 years ago. So yeah, but those are that's kind of nothing. Nothing new. I'm actually caught up. I think on a lot of things, which is scary because I like now I have like time to do other things. I don't know. Uh, uh for me i mean it's more about stuff that i that i'm gonna jump into uh white lotus season two dropped um i think last year it was that i talked about uh uh maybe on my end of year list uh the first season of white lotus i think it's a, a phenomenal show um and they have the new season out uh Andor, uh haven't started an episode season finale aired today so um i'll be avoiding the internet uh and that was the one start... all right sorry i and you're all the caught big up one you're I'm all not caught, caught up. up on Andor. i have to get caught <laughs> up on Andor. i haven't watched so, anything yet so that one uh is what i'm hoping to start over this holiday season um but i did uh i have been to the theater uh, i saw banshees of inashurin uh the menu uh tar and uh watched a movie at home uh halloween ends evil did die um and uh yeah it was pretty rough but uh i actually enjoyed it more than the last one halloween kills so um don't know about the people that are ranking them i would rank them i would rank them one three and then two um in my official uh halloween I think that's how i would have it too halloween yeah. ranking so finally caught that but a great time to get out to uh the movies um over the holidays if you have the opportunity um black panther will be showing on you know premium formats and stuff so um but yeah been a little theater boy lately nice um for me i've been uh doing my mcu rewatch like i mentioned uh it's been probably like two years since i've rewatched all the films so um i mean whenever whenever one of the theater releases uh like theatrical releases drops on home media i'll buy it on 4k and then i usually watch it on disney plus um but i have not done that yet with thor ragnarok i mean i i purchased it but i don't i haven't rewatched it yet or i'm sorry not ragnarok uh, love and thunder um but i will rewatch it once i get through uh to that point in the mcu rewatch uh also netflix uh dove into some content there uh finished watching the new season of unsolved mysteries absolutely love it if you're a true crime fan definitely good i know it sounds stupid i'm a glutton for punishment um <laughs> I, so i love unsolved mysteries but i am also the type of person that hates stuff being open-ended so as much as i love these stories they're all unsolved. So I was going to say, drives... you literally like the title of the show tells you what's going to happen. Like oh, what, yeah, what happens. For sure. Like I already know going into every episode, there's not going to be a solution. There are theories presented, but there's nothing concrete. Uh, so that kind of drives me nuts. I kind of, you know, uh, inflict <laughs> that on myself, but uh, it's, it's a great watch. If you're a true crime fan, absolutely recommend it. Um, I by no means am smart enough to be an internet sleuth, but I do troll the uh, Unsolved Mysteries Reddit forums because there's some interesting theories and I like getting other people's opinions and, and takes on this stuff. So that was pretty good. Um, and then I also just finished last night. I, I'm also a sucker for uh, oddball documentaries and I watched the miniseries Pepsi Where's My Jet. Uh, and that I, was oh, like, nice. I, that, I, I have that in my queue to watch. Yes, uh, very interesting because I I remember 
that advertisement yep. was totally unaware that there was a whole lawsuit behind it and everything. I mean, I was a kid, so I didn't really follow the news or current events. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. And I was, um, I was surprised to see some of the people that were involved with the case and also, uh, the outcome of it, uh, which I won't spoil, but yeah, definitely it was a fun watch short. It's like four 45 minute episodes. Nice. Um, like I remember that. I remember that guy getting the points. I remember the story, but I remember, but I don't, I don't know any, I just know that someone said they had enough points to get the jet and that's it. I don't know and, the whole backstory behind it. Trust me, give it a watch. It's, it's, it's okay. pretty, uh, pretty fun. Um, and then like you guys, I also am planning to dive into Andor. I don't, it's so weird because I just have not felt an urge to watch it despite the fact that it's been getting universal praise uh and i almost kind of still am not like super moved but it's star wars i want to watch it it's it's live action so um you know i i think now's the time now that it's wrapped up and i can just binge it so i'll probably watch that over the holiday at some point mixed in with my mcu and uh nice. also tales of the jedi uh need to watch that um but yeah so that's that's the content i'm watching folks thank you guys for hanging in there with us uh this this pod i believe went two-thirds of the length of the the movie wakanda forever yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh you can maybe play this as a commentary track if you want and then just enjoy the rest of the film for an hour um Anyway, hope you guys have a wonderful or had a wonderful, depending on when you're listening, Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you guys got some good deals on either Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Uh, stay warm. Stay happy. Uh, love you guys. We'll see you back in two weeks. All right. As always, make sure you live spicy. Spicy. Spicy.